Hey, it's Chris Jericho, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Go Blues! Chris is on assignment, so we have uh, our friend Bon is stepping in to uh, yeah to the co-hosting duties this week. So Bon, thanks for uh, jumping on in the uh, hey. kind of short notice. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. And uh, Chris, you're missing out, dude. I'm yeah. about to run this place. Yeah, I know. So just you better watch <laughs> out. You got him for your spot. So uh, so like unfortunately, like with with Chris, has been kind of like oh the Blues have been playing great and this, and then we actually have like a lot of positives to talk about, and uh, he's not here Thanks. to talk about him. That's right. Nowhere to be found, are you? Yeah. So, Mr. Bandwagon. I'm just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> so, just wanted to make him mad. <laughs> yeah. So, we have the Blues on a streak here, a six game uh, point streak. So, a six game point streak mm-hmm. here. Uh, and that's uh, propelled them into the fourth spot after kind of being on the outside looking in last time we uh, talked to you guys. So, Blues in the fourth spot with possible clinching scenario. We're recording uh, on the uh, May the fourth, so May uh, so Bon May the fourth be with you, and and, and with you. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's like, I, what do you? Uh, I, it's know. Basic, I have people said that a lot to me today, and you're like, like that's all I can say. And it's like that's the Catholic of me saying that back to yeah. him. It felt very Catholic of <laughs> me saying that back, but very, uh, <laughs> but very kind of odd. But anyway, so Blues I have a chance to clinch tomorrow night with a couple little scenario the blues have to win in regulation and then the kings have to beat the coyotes in regulation according to uh to make it official official i thought i thought arizona had to win no arizona had is behind behind us era la is behind them so la beats arizona then arizona has no chance of catching us i thought it was something like because la's got more games in hand than arizona I think they're further behind. I think because we have the. I think these. I think even if we lose out, and they win out, I think they're be one point behind us. Is how it works out. Per usual, I'm getting my facts from Twitter. So, so yeah, uh, carry on. You're. I guarantee you're right, and I'm wrong. Yeah. So, So, and if not, I'll expect a a full repeal and apology. Oh, all good. We'll get it figured out. So (laughs) the Blues gunning for the fourth spot. That's about. That's the highest they can obviously go due to Minnesota and. There's a battle right now for the top three spots, which is kind of crazy to look at. You have Colorado, who may sneak up there with <laughs> Vegas kind of falling off lately. Minnesota, outside of playing us, I mean, obviously they had the overtime win and uh, they tied it late on another time to get a point. But um, they were kind of doing okay, but they're now they beat uh, Vegas last night. So they're yep. slowly creeping up. So it's. Uh, It'll be a battle for those top three spots. So I say it will be a hell of a thing to happen if Minnesota somehow gets that top spot. I thought the same thing. And Colorado and Vegas, who everybody picked to be like the The the, one, the second, the the second round series, basically. It'd be a big second round series for the NHL promotion. It would be crazy if it was the first round matchup where basically (sighs) one of the top teams you basically predict to be a Stanley Cup finalist is out in the first round. I love it. I want it to happen. I want chaos. I want all of it. Yeah, it'd be kind of crazy if that can work out. So Minnesota's got a under two points out last time I checked. So they're, they're uh, right there. They're, and Vegas, as you be Colorado's one. Point uh, out. Minnesota is currently sitting at 70 points. Vegas has 74. Colorado's Ooh, got 72. Points. I mean, this is 
going to be down to the wire and I can't wait. I love it. It makes meaningful hockey instead of these last few days. Everybody takes off. Everybody's all this. I'm kind of curious to see what the Blues do in these last, depending on what happens, obviously, for the the last two games are very curious to me, depending on what happens. I think because Minnesota might be pushing really hard get that top spot if they're actually close and the blues might be like, well, we're locked in the four. Well, maybe we'll play some of the young kids and figure things out. So maybe it'd be interesting see to Mr. see what they do. Mr. Costin, maybe yeah, he should be in town as of today. So May 4th, That's, he should be in town according to the blues. Uh, the internet says, uh, yeah, we had, so obviously we'll talk about the blues and then we'll talk about the big NHL news that is, uh, kind of dominated <laughs> the news cycle, which is, uh, Tom Wilson. Well, once again, happened? Tom Wilson being a being a dick bag again. So, <laughs> uh, so in my opinion, but we'll get into that. And like I said, well, I got a couple of things pulled up of uh, different things and Bob, I'll get your reaction to those. So let's get into all the blues action this week. So really no blues news. So we will just kind of go past that. You know, the blues are slowly getting healthy. Vince done out again. Vladimir Tarasenko on and he's kind of lower body injury, but he's back again. So we'll take that. Vince Dunn should be back by the end of the week. So hopefully That'd be, but I'll be honest. Jake Wallman not playing bad. Jake Nicola Wallman not playing, playing bad. Yeah. So I agree. The good, that's the good thing to have that kind of depth of filling and be able to carry the load while somebody's out. So. Yeah. Have they said what's going on with Krug? I saw he was out. Yeah, lower body again. And they, he said day to day. Once that's you know that's the usual thing. Like better than week to week. Yeah, according to Brube, he'll be fine. Quote unquote. Oh, okay, good. So that's hey, I love very, it. yeah, very, they have very, uh, man of few words. So he'll be fine. <laughs> so we'll take that. So Blues games this week. So we have a ton of games since the last time we came with you. So we're not going to go with every single one. We'll, we'll call it the Minnesota series. So we played three games against Minnesota all at home. Or excuse me, there are a couple away. This is this way we went home to end the, everything. So Blues had a nice win against Colorado, 4-1, to one, so they're looking really good. And then they play Minnesota. So the first game that happens, uh, not great start for the Blues. You know, Brionis Brodin gets the goal after a little turnover, his seventh of the year. Uh, from the point, my, I thought it got deflected in front. Maybe Bennington should have had it. I don't know, whatever you want to say. I think he was just a little bit of a screen in front. Minnesota's really good at doing that, I noticed, getting to the mm-hmm. net. Jordan Greenway and a couple other guys. So early is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun in, in uh, Seattle next year. So yeah, so I, I like think it. so at least. But yeah, so early in the uh, second, the Blues. Uh, if you remember this goal, Erickson Eck gets a goal. It's basically Blues just use him the usual second period, just not be able to get the puck out of the end early, early on. Shot hits a uh, Bennington's pad and just kind of gets in the middle of the crease, and Eck is in front of the net and. Clean up the trash. Yeah, easy goal for him. So a Keith Kachuk-esque goal there right in yes. front of the net, the 16th of the year. So the Blues trying to get back into it. And uh, someone who has virtually caught fire since his, I guess you can call it benching, uh, Mike Hoffman. So right near the trade deadline, he's like, we're going to trade this guy. The Blues are trending down. Let's just get something <laughs> for him. Um, and I was kind of like, if if your blues think they're going to go that way, I'm kind of thinking, Hey, if you don't think he's going to be useful, like if you can get something for him, go for it. But obviously, uh, Armstrong said they had no meaningful conversations three days leading up to the the trade deadline. So Mm -hmm. he stayed. And ever since then, he, uh, luckily not luckily, but Robert Thomas gets hurt again, unfortunately opens up a spot and he comes back in and has been 
in fuego. Yes, to say the least. He had another power play goal. So this is the one of the things you brought him in for. The yeah. power play now is almost at, almost at a record. They're at this many games. They're at five games with a goal, a power play goal. Yeah, in a row. So Hoffman from Tarasenko and Perron. So another just rocket. Just he has I, he has the opposite side of Ovechkin. So obviously being a lefty, he's on the yeah. other circle, <laughs> and he just has just a I don't know kind of. That shot always finds a way either through the goalie or finds the corner or whatever. It's just it's accurate every time. Like, he, like, Hey, like he's just basically like a gunslinger. Like you just bring it like a higher gunslinger seems like for teams like, yeah. like, yeah. Okay. You might not get much out of them for the defensive end, whatever, but if he's going to score the goals, I mean, you deal with it. And I think yeah. the, what do you think the newly formed uh, line that they've put together after all this, the Thomas Kyrou Hoffman. Hoffman. Oh my God. It's awesome. It's everything I thought it was going to be in preseason, except for I didn't think Kyrou was going to be this, like make this big of an impact, mm-hmm. you know, like, Oh my God, they're fast. They're, I mean, there's, there's skill, there's flash. You've got a little bit of everything. You got the speed, you got, uh, you know, the lethal one timer and you got a, an elite centerman. Yeah. So, well, uh, you know, because there's a, we'll get to it at the Anaheim game. So I caught the last part of it due to I had hockey that night. And uh, there was a play where there was a solid 45 seconds where it was just the, every, even the defenseman, one and nothing to knock him. He got a goal, obviously. Bortuzzo mm-hmm. was up there cycling too. And they just cycled and they were just running. And all the players, mind you, and Anaheim's not like a slow team by any means. They got some no, decent young they got players. Some great speed. And they were just doing circles around everybody and then got a decent shot off. And, uh, and I yeah, had to ice it. So yeah, I mean, it's a good scoring chance. And keep doing stuff like that. It's gonna, it's gonna I wear agree. teams down. So even teams that are fast like Colorado and Vegas. So you're gonna wear teams down if you keep doing that. So yeah, well, it makes you less more of a you know less. I'm sorry, makes you more than just a one trick pony. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you don't just have to rely on O'Reilly to shut him down and score and do everything for us because he's our he's our god. Yes, and right now, and I saw somebody, you know, I saw an article for our friends over at St. Louis Game Time, but I was like, saying O'Reilly, he was the right, like, he was always the right choice, but just lately in this, this season has shown that he was officially, like, the choice, like, if it was any yes. doubt about it. The so, chosen one. And it's, he's worked out great, and he proved it in these set of games here uh, in Minnesota. So, unfortunately, yeah. Blues can't hold this, uh, get close. They get uh, Marcos Fogliano comes in and rips a shot from the top circle. Not great coverage there by the defenseman. I think they got crossed up. So it happens. So three to one. That's from Dum- Dumda from uh, Fogliano. So once again, another power play. And what's going to happen? Pretty similar to the first goal. So Mike Hoffman gets his second of the game. Another power play early in the third here, about four minutes in. Make it three to two. Same spot. Pretty much same goal. I mean, very much so. Yeah. And Talbot just didn't even like if I don't remember this goal where he just like shot yep. it and he just sat there and he just was looking around like, did I save it? Like yeah, it was in and goes. out so fast. Yeah. And it uh, went in and out. It's done. Yeah. And so someone who we, we had just talked about him, somebody who's been kind of like had a very, very good start. Middle part of the season has been okay. Been kind of like streaky to say the least. Jordan Cairo. Uh, and I saw this, somebody talked about this today and the blues haven't had puck luck. A lot no. this season. Like this season, they've had a couple times where they've scored the six on five goals and stuff. But overall, during a game, they never had that goal that just like either propels them to a tie, propels them to 
yeah, a go ahead, go- a, a go ahead goal that probably shouldn't have gone in. Right. There's not too many of those they've had this year. And off a great play by um, Robert Thomas, he stole it. He read the play perfectly, fed it right in front of Jordan Cairo, who was all alone. Yep. And Jordan Cairo looked like me when I had Oops. the puck in front of the net and just <laughs> looks like he's going to shoot it. Fans. And it just, Talbot just wasn't expecting that and just opens the wickets yeah. and yeah, goes in the net. It's like the reverse uh, Kucherov. You know, Kucherov does the mm-hmm. breakaway goal and he acts like he's doing it. It's like yeah. Cairo can always just say, yeah, let's try to do that. Yeah. And the funny thing is he, when they talked after the game, he's like, I thought about doing that. And then I lost track of the puck and I wound up kind of doing that. So I guess things are supposed to work out. So like puck luck has come back and they finally have that. So I'll take that. So Kyrie with his 11th from Thomas. So the blues about almost halfway through the period, have a tie game. They come back from two goals down in the third period, which is a good sign. If you want to start trying to get into the playoffs you got to be able to come back from leads and Mm -hmm. you know and also maintain leads which we'll talk about that later on and then (laughs) looks like we're going overtime so simple play mike hoffman just has the puck at his own blue about blue line almost blue red line in that range just kind of dumps it high just into the zone right at the defenseman's feet and robert thomas once again puck luck if he didn't knock the puck he knocked the puck into the defenseman's skate and then mm-hmm. onto a stick. Instead, if he just whacked at it, it might have just went to the corner and at the end of the period. Yep. And he yeah. manages to get around the defenseman and gets a goal with 23 seconds left. Oh, my man, Robert Thomas. Smooth, yeah. in the words of his friend, Robert, or Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana. Funny thing is that was on, and we were just talking, we literally just had a conversation about grocery store music randomly before this. Yeah. And uh, yeah. actually that was on when I went to Schnooks today and I just kind of <laughs> laughed. So I was just like, Oh, that's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. So getting close to Cinco de Mayo. Got to get that flavor going. Yeah. The, they're getting ready. So Thomas is third from Hoffman and Cairo and the blues pull this one out. And I think this is the type of win that the blues need to get that confidence building. You just come off mm-hmm. a big win against Colorado. You come back to beat Minnesota who's been on a roll lately. Uh, and, and obviously a very good team on top of that. So four to three win. Uh, and it's like, what is going to happen next? Well, they played Minnesota back to back nights. So, which is, I kind of like these, I'll be honest. Like mm-hmm. I know maybe the players don't like as many of these. I know the condensed season, it's kind of different. Maybe once the season is a normal length again, you'll have these very few times, you know, maybe two or three, maybe a handful of times compared to like, Every week seems yeah. like they have at least one set of back to back. So once again in Minnesota. So early on the blues do the opposite. They actually score first, which hasn't happened that often this year. Nope. <laughs> so uh, Sammy Blay, who's filling in for Vladimir Tarasenko and uh, he gets a goal. His seventh of the year. We'll take it. I, th- I think he's played well yeah. since being reinserted back into the lineup. Yeah. He's coming through doing his normal physical play and he's got, he's got great hands, man. He's, He's a good, he's a good player. I always wanted to play that second or third line, but you know, right now yeah, he's he, doing awesome on the. Well, well, yeah, he was filling that game on for, in the second line, but yeah, yeah, he's third and fourth line guy, which is but but for a seventh round pick, I mean, you can't ask for much Absolutely. more than that. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So good most time you, boy. Yeah, most most times you have a seventh round pick, you're not gonna, you know, maybe not, an AHL or maybe a couple games up here, but overall yeah. it's really hard to make it in the you know, not a good depth pick. player or maybe, maybe a depth player, I should say, but yeah. not definitely not a, uh, you know, I mean, he was playing in the first line and 
game seven. A member, yeah, a contributing member on the game seven of the Stanley Cup finals. You don't really expect that. So uh, it's also a good scouting by Bill Armstrong, who's obviously with the Arizona Coyotes now, but obviously yep. then he did a tremendous job finding those guys. Because remember, the Blues had a habit of getting rid of first round picks for quite mm. a while there when they were trying to yeah, like five push years for the cup. Straight. Yeah. They're pushing for the cup, and they, the only first round pick they had was Robert Thomas. Yep. So, and they all the other ones they pretty much traded away. Uh, so I love this goal, and someone who's probably playing his best hockey since being with the Blues is Tyler Bozak. Mm, yes, Bozy's awesome. He's kind of played in all situations. He's been on the power play, shorthanded. He's taken that third line center role, which is you know perfectly suited for him, and does a little. I love his move where he beats the defenseman and then just slides the puck by Talbot, who's sliding uh, left or uh, yeah, left or to right. Bozy's right, and he just slid it right back to the left. Yeah, yeah to his right by his right pad into the nets. So the Blues oh, get a awesome. two nothing uh, lead about uh, halfway through the second period, and everything's looking great. Marco Scandell even gets a goal, so mm-hmm. right in the slot gets a goal here. So three nothing lead, which is really great, and about a little bit more than through the second. So. Unfortunately, kind of sneaks away near the end. About three minutes left. Erickson Eck gets an unassisted goal. Uh, and Fiala gets one early in the third. And that's when you're like, uh-oh. Like, yeah. this is where you get kind of worried where the Blues just – they have this – they play the prevent defense instead of, like, kind of mm-hmm. attacking still, and you just get more worried about it. But Ryan O'Reilly gets the Blues on the board. Make it 4-2 to two to kind of, like, get rid of that goal. So, great, two-goal lead. As much as people say it's the worst lead in hockey, I'm like, hey, it's two compared to one. One, you get you, you let the goal by and you're tied and you're kind of more back on your heels, I think. Mm-hmm. But, but the two, at least, if something happens, like you say, puck luck or whatever else happens, at least you have a chance to still win the game with a one goal lead. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So Riley gets another power play goal. Tori Krug, which I know a lot of people have been complaining about the goal production, only having one so far, but this is, you know, up into this game is his 28th assist. Yeah. So he's, you know, one of the top producers on the team of assist wise, right behind like Perron. So you really can't, you know, fault him for being that good. He's still he's doing awesome. the job on the power play. Assists. Yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, producing. So you really can't ask for much more than that. Victor, Victor Rask, unfortunately makes it uh, four to three with about, eh, about four minutes left. And then the Blues can hold it with uh, the rookie phenom, Kirill Kaprizov, gets his 23rd, about 50 seconds left. Yeah, He's good. He's probably the – I would say probably the best uh, Russian player to come out since – I would say this is just maybe biased because Tarasenko, but you got if you look around NHL and try to think of somebody, there might be somebody I'm missing, honestly, if you want to hit us up. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, yeah, if you're trying to think of, like, somebody, some, like, real big guy that was sitting over KHL for a while and finally came over. It's almost mirrors kind of Tarasenko. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now. I'm, I'm like, you know, you're Radulov and Tarasenko mm-hmm. are the last big ones. I feel like there were holdouts like to come up. Well, Vladdy wasn't really a holdout, but. Yeah, finishing up his contract over. there. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, unfortunately, Clint the Blues Costin. can't hold the lead. Costin, hopefully, he's been in town. Hopefully, I, right. I think if they get him in some practices in, I think you – that may be that second Vegas game, depending on the clinching scenarios that happened before then. Agreed. But, but if not, I definitely think you'll see him in one or both of those wild games at the end of the year. I think so too. Give him some ice time just for the playoffs, just in case you need him. Cause he's playing, he's, he's playing, playing well. great. 
Yeah, we'll talk about him uh, too at the after yeah. these games. So, <laughs> and this goal by Ryan O'Reilly, ridiculous. <sighs> Watch it on replay. I love it. So it comes in, and mind you, we'll rewind a smidgen here to me yelling at my TV, yelling at Jordan Cairo, yelling, "What are you doing? Why are you just circling, not paying attention?" And then he literally <laughs> spins and fires a perfect pass to O'Reilly for a breakaway from his own blue line. <sighs> And, That's and why he's right. a professional player, and I just watch him and talk about yeah. talk about him on the internet. So exactly, armchair so. experts, man, come on. Yeah, so perfect pass to O'Reilly, who comes in off a change. Robert Thomas was switching at the time, and he brought him on. And O'Reilly goes forehand and backhand top shelf over Roof. over Cam Talbot's glove, and the Blues still get the extra point. We'll take it two to one win over Minnesota. So two gutsy wins in my opinion like you don't like mm-hmm. to relinquish the lead that late but at this point of the season you're trying for points you're not trying for style points you just need to get the two points any way you can so one more game against minnesota wild on monday so hopefully the blues can start off well and they do jordan Cairo gets his uh excuse me 12th second in three games so that's a good sign getting secondary scoring that's what you're going to need in the playoffs i think Mm-hmm. Unassisted. We'll take it right on the doorstep there. I thought Thomas got the assist there, but apparently they said he didn't touch it. So we had the assist, and it says unassisted now. So huh. when I had my notes, I had Thomas passed. I thought it that was him. all Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll take it though. But Sammy Blay, what do we know? Once again, Sammy Blay doing well again. His eighth from Bozak and Bortuzzo goes top shelf again. So blues up to a quick two nothing lead right at the end of the first period. And mm-hmm. You like to see when the Blues start this way, and but unfortunately, as we will talk about, they just seem to like not hold the lead. Maybe these couple games, I know they're hurt. The defense was hurting. Krug has been out. Dunn is out. Yeah, Pareko, mm-hmm. who just kind of came back in, so we don't know if right the backs acting up again. So you had Scandella like playing up, and you had Falk, who, mind you, played nearly thirty minutes both nights, back to back nights, almost played a full game. He yeah. played 29 minutes the one night, the and then the overtime he paid about 30 minutes. So he virtually played a full game in two <clears> days. <laughs> and, it's insane. Uh, it's insane. Like I remember we we used to see like you know Alex Petrangelo play those type of minutes and stuff, and we were still amazed at that. But as much as crap as I'll be honest, is probably myself and probably Chris gave Justin Falk last season. Obviously, I kept saying, well, he just needs to be acclimated, and that was like my excuse for him. You apparently i was correct so because he's been nothing short of as advertised uh he's amazing yeah. he's so awesome he's so, exactly he's playing this season he's playing exactly like he did whenever he was in carolina like yep. i mean it's an elite defenseman he's a top role defenseman he does everything yeah i think and i like as much as people give Krug crap lately about the way he's been playing i think you'll see him be more more comfortable as he's, you know, as he gets a better role with the team and kind of sees what's gets in the system. I think as you see the season goes on, he's been a lot better. Mm-hmm. And like I said early on, being a top, like a top role defenseman, he was new to that. So he was kind of struggling to kind of get the defensive side of things. So remember, he was a big, obviously, the big hit he laid on Robert Thomas in the finals. Yeah. You know, and then we forgive him now. We forgive him now. But, but uh, at the time, remember that put Thomas out for the rest of the finals. So, yeah, those hits we really haven't seen that much this year because I think he's really being trying to be the top line defenseman and not going out and doing stuff maybe that recklessly or being as, you know, 
I say tough, but being that physical as he probably was in Boston where he had guys like Chara and Carlo and stuff to kind of McAvoy and stuff like yeah. that too. Yeah. Yeah. People to back, him up, back but, it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got also, we don't need him to be that. You got other guys yeah. to do that. You got Scandella who's pretty tough. Dunn has yeah. obviously laid some good hits in your Bortuzzo. So, I mean, and Mikolo seems to be kind of like here yeah. and there kind of I mean, assert himself. So Justin Falk plays a physical game as well, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> he so he's getting there too. Yeah. Yeah. So after Zuccarello makes it uh, two to one, David Prawn is on the doorstep after a Nico Mikola shot and was able to get it around uh, the goalie there. So the Blues wind up uh, making it three to one. So you're like, great. Halfway through, about halfway through the second, three to one. And then the Blues are doing really well until the last six minutes of the period. Nico Sturm gets a little tip in goal right in front of the net. I thought it was a pretty good tip, honestly. Oh, it is. It was a great tip. Yeah. So that was one of those things. No chance. Could, yeah. And then. So we every Blues team needs a whipping boy. There's always somebody who the fans <sighs> have to be on, no matter what. Like last year, I kind of think it was Justin Falk. I think it was yeah. Justin Falk last year. I kind of seemed to lean that way. Um, obviously, this year is not. So this year, in the past, it was Patrick Berglund, which uh, we'll get some news about him, which is not great <sighs> news for him. I don't know if you saw that news. I didn't. Oh, not great. So Oh, boy. Yeah, so um, – Let's say he's going to be in jail for a long time. Anyway. Oh. So, anyway. Uh, whipping so boy. Back, whipping boy. Back to back. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Back to back nights. He, Zach Sanford was out there for oh. the last minute of the game to mm-hmm. be the six on five guy. And he, and twice it was blown coverage. And he got called out for it by Berube on this. And he said that shot should have been blocked at the point. And, yep. Even even Blues writers, which I love it when Blues writers like kind of pile on top of a guy. Like Luke Korak yeah. is really like – I think he's very blunt in his assessments. Yeah. It. He like actually had a screenshot and circled Zach Sanford being way too I far saw back. That. Yeah, so Sanford was not exactly on top of the defenseman, which allowed Jonas Brodin to have a shot from the point with about a minute left and the Minnesota Wild tie it. And we go to overtime once again. And then uh, Fiala – after a back and forth play by Zuccarello and Bennington just missed this too with his glove. He just, yeah, just barely, he was pissed because he thought he had it and nothing you can do about it. About two minutes in Fiala with his, the game winner from Zuccarello and Victor Rask and the blues gain a point, which is all important right now as we're trying to wrap things up and hopefully get that playoff spot wrapped up with, you know, a few games left. Mm-hmm. So there's only a few, I think around the NHL there's only a few spots left. Basically most of the spots are pretty much, you know, it's just by the time they get through all the games, they'll be where everything's where they're going to stand. It's just now seeding at this point. Right. Uh, Nashville, I think, is the only one that might has a, has the least amount of chance, according to moneypuck.com, if you check that out. I think they're yeah. at 90. I think they're at 90 percent. I think 91 oh. percent. We're uh, at a, Yeah. Yeah. We're at, I think, 98.5 percent as of uh, last night's game against Anaheim. So we'll briefly do Anaheim's game since. uh and then we'll get into a bunch of other news. So Blues play Anaheim Ducks, who, hmm, for all intents and purposes, are just playing these games out. Like, yeah, they got a lot of young players. <laughs> got a lot of young players. Just didn't haven't had the best season. Um, Shat Shatkirk's still over there. So mm-hmm. um, shout David, out Shatty. Yeah, and David Backus is on the team. He is <sighs> not officially said something, but that there was Angel.com rumor uh, rumor article this week. 
talking like he may be contemplating retirement and he basically, you know, said, I'm going to try to play as many games as I can. And then I'll think about it when the season's over. So I really hope if there's even a remote chance of him doing that, that the coaches let him play at least one of these games in St. Louis, because they only have three more games. I think I, after this, I believe I saw an interview with Bacchus uh, last night and they said that he said that the coach said he was playing one of the two games and he didn't play a lot uh, in Monday's game. So I would assume all signs point to playing Wednesday night. Yeah, it might be playing Wednesday. So hopefully playing Wednesday night. I think it's a good send off. Obviously, a captain here. <sighs> a lot of great memories here for David Backus. Oh, man. I mean, he was one like, of my, he was my favorite player. Like during his time, natural leader. He played mm-hmm. blues hockey. He was he's like the ultimate like pro, the ultimate captain, the ultimate like power forward. Like he was like Brendan Shanahan to me. Like, yeah, I mean, I in was, that little time. Yeah, I mean, because he was the guy that was always out there. He was in the middle of scrums. He'd be the guy that would just try to fire the team up and drop the gloves. Uh, mm-hmm. Scored some big goals. Scored a couple overtime. Uh, scored the one nothing oh, yeah. goal against uh, Chicago. Yep. Uh, had a ton of different memories of different goals he had. So he had that, uh, what, four or five? He had a four-goal game the one time. Four or five goal in Detroit. It, we thought it was – it's probably five because that one that deflected off him, but they gave it to somebody else. But everybody says it probably should have been five goals that he had yeah. against Detroit. And it's just – I remember all that, man. Yeah, David so, I mean, Marcus. a guy that, once again, <coughs> great say. player. As much as people – like, I know people love to retire numbers here in St. Louis. Like, it's it, – <sighs> Is it a great player that we will welcome back into the Blues alumni and be around yeah. the Blues? That's great. But I would agree. That's about it. My uh, my 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 favorite David, like David Backus. I was like, whenever he got drafted, <clears throat> he started playing. I was like, dude, he's like Big Walt. Big Walt's taking him under his wing, teaching him some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I'm gonna get a Blues jersey, but I'm gonna get dip, I'm gonna get Backus's number and you know name and everything on the back. But I'm not doing it until they name him captain. And that was two years before it. And I mm-hmm. said, when he when they name him captain, because he will be captain of the team, I will yeah. buy my jersey. And the day that he was announced, I went down to uh, Scott Trade Center, then yeah, now Enterprise Center, and bought my jersey. That's awesome. Yeah. So the I mean, cap. so we got the captain. I have to get my. Uh, I always made the deal. My always deal is I was very superstitious about getting player names on jerseys because the the reason I have I was scarred because I got a Gretzky jersey, and then literally a month yeah. later he signed. New York, so it was one of those things where I'm like, but oh, that's not a bad purchase because correct. But that's when I was like, like let's see, uh, let's <clears> see. So that was I think I was like, hmm, ten when it happened, nine. Hey, that's that's a ten year old purchase. I mean, so yeah, that's one of those things where I got it. I, so I got those, and I was like, oh man, that just you know that sucks. But yeah, so I've always been superstitious ever since then. So I never, I always made the deal. I said one day the Blues will win the cup, and whoever is the MVP of the finals, I will get that name on a jersey. So as soon as that happened, I I have a O'Reilly jersey upstairs now. So yep, I've got mine in on the on the hangers in there with my Bacchus and Petro yeah. jersey. I need to get the uh, a, I have an A flip. I had an A on it though when it happened, you know. So I need to uh, go get that changed now. So <laughs> I thought about putting the C on it, but I I got to go to Game Four on and during the Stanley Cup Final, mm-hmm. and O'Reilly had his two goal like amazing performance. Yeah, and so I had that jersey. And I, I just got the final patch, so it looks okay. exactly like, like that what one. O'Reilly wore whenever he had the best game I've ever been to. Gotcha. That was a, that was a good. Answer. That's my memory. I thought, well, I saw you. Did me and Chris see you there? That was game have. six. I was at game four with Chris. You might have saw my game six then. Maybe I was at game okay. four. Maybe I saw you both. 
It might have been. Yeah, I was, was pretty little, amped. Yeah, I would say that was a it was a whirlwind of a, a couple of weeks. So yes, I was a whirlwind of emotion, and I was on a liquid diet of. Bush oh, that's fine. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No. So Blues are gonna start a little one of their second second to last home stand here against the Ducks. Not that good. Um, I'll be honest. Most of this game, unfortunately, I was actually I was actually getting back in and playing hockey again. So that's but I was I missed most of this game. I did see Shen's goal before I stepped on. <laughs> The mm-hmm. ice. So Shen the got the a nice pass from uh Schwartz. So it's nice to see Shen kind of getting some goals too. So you're not Get just relying rolling. on Hoffman or O'Reilly. You're getting all the scoring from you know the yeah. Blaze, the Kyrus. So that's the good thing. And you know, in the past, there's always that defense would kind of pick you up because you had Petrangelo or you know you had mm-hmm. uh Pareko and other guys getting goals from the blue line, and now you have uh you know all the secondary scoring, you have a third line who's tremendous yeah i mean you could i mean you might as well call it a second line yeah which is great so uh blues unfortunately quickly let that go is uh a, i don't know if you, you want to say this is a bad, bad pass by blay hits prego right bad in the turnover skate. bad turnover in the blues end and it hits prego right in the skate and gets comes in kind of all by himself and is able to beat bennington with a wrist shot uh blay was pissed at himself i was like well hopefully use that to propel him into a goal yeah. Um, but Bortuzzo gets his first of the year. He was fired Bobby up. Bort, the man. I, I just love, love how he celebrates, man. Because that's uh, that's what exactly what I do, man. I'd be so excited to get a goal because I don't get Absolutely. that many, so I'd be jumping all over the place. Like when he got that goal against San Jose in the playoffs, oh, man. That's a legendary celebration. He was. I just you just read the lips there, and I'm like, that guy said oh, about yeah. 25 f bombs in like less than 10 seconds. So <laughs> that's awesome, but. Luckily, the Blues hold on, and guess what? No Zach Sanford out there on the six on five at the end. Uh, no, it was O'Reilly, Perron, and Shin were out there as the forwards. So I thought that was kind of telling. I know Brube really likes Sanford for whatever reason. Um, hopefully, he sees the egregious mistakes. I know Stiggy. Eventually, you have to like, oh, he'll learn from it. Well, we're getting to the point of the season where you can't really keep doing learning exercises. It's been a couple weeks of learning exercises. Yeah, and also it's been you've been in the league for a couple of years. It's not like he's a rookie coming. It's like it was. Oh, say say it's a Costin or something like that. You're like, oh, okay. Like hey, you're gonna learn. You'll learn, so but no, it's experience. a Zach Sanford who's who scored a goal in the game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. So he should. He's, got a, know Stanley, he's a Stanley Cup champion. You gotta oh, learn yeah. from those mistakes. You gotta. I think you sit his butt down and I'll tell Seattle that next in the off season. So yeah. Um, we'll see that'll be interesting to see what happens yeah we'll talk we'll talk about that in a later podcast <laughs> to see what uh yeah when, when uh after the season is over so <laughs> blues like i said on the point streak looking good like we said clinching scenarios they win in regulation against anaheim on wednesday here um and also they won't really know till later that night because la and arizona play each other and they don't start till nine o'clock so the blues game will end and they'll very much have to just sit around so we won't know until closer to midnight st louis time Mm -hmm. if anything if they're in or not i mean if not you wait till friday where you have back-to-back and you go to vegas so a tough challenge to end the season with the vegas back-to-back on the weekend and then next week you get a couple you get three days off you come home to face minnesota and then you're going to go one of three places who knows? You're going to go to Minnesota. You're going to go to Vegas. Or you're going to Colorado. The way it's going, I couldn't tell you right now. I don't know who's going to take it, man. I'll be honest. As much as I, the Blues, if they play their game, I think they can hang with all three of those teams. 
I agree with that. A hundred percent. I agree with that. I had this conversation with someone the other day. I was just like, I don't really care who we play. I mean, I know it's not in our favor if we play Vegas or Colorado, like I know we're the underdog, but uh, you know, we thrive on that. We don't have pressure on us. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, over seven games, I think Vegas is the hardest one to me. The hardest to like beat, I yes. think, in a seven. They Colorado play over game. Yep. Colorado over seven games that we could do. We might lose one or two of those games, eight nothing, eight yeah. to one. But I think in seven games, them. you could beat them. And, and I think Minnesota, they played tough all year. I mean, obviously, the last two games, like the blown leads aren't great. But obviously, if you play. You know your hockey. I think they match up well. So no, I mean we know we know what it takes. We have experience. I would say seventy five percent of our roster has a Stanley Cup on them now. So it's like, and you can't take for granted Kyle Clifford on the fourth line. I mean he's got two cups, and he was a pivotal part of that fourth line. I know he's a couple years past that. Uh, call it his prime, what or what you will, but experience is experience. Mm -hmm. Like you, you get in the playoffs and those guys know there's another level Minnesota doesn't know Vegas knows they got to a final Colorado. You got some vets in there, but yeah. they have all the pressure in the world on Vegas and Colorado. Yeah. Cause those are the two, like they very picked the beginning and, of the year to like go all yeah. the way. So yeah. that's uh, so what, and like I said, it'd be amazing if instead of being the, they, you know, everybody was like, Oh, sorry, St. Louis and Minnesota. We really just want to see Vegas and Colorado in the second round. It's like, well, I might would, see them in the first round. That would be, like Man, that's the gonna be craziest a... turn of events, but it's. I mean, I'm looking at the standings right now. I mean, Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota. They are Minnesota is four back from first place, mm -hmm. and I think they all play each other. I believe Minnesota plays Vegas tonight, tonight or tomorrow, one of the two. I mean, how crazy would that be? Yeah, Minnesota wins that, and Colorado they play San Jose, so but yeah, they maybe have a lesser schedule. But let me see here. Uh, Vegas is yeah uh, they're not playing tonight okay but I mean either way whatever Wednesday's Wednesday's gonna be a crazy day for many reasons so they have that game on there they have the Blues game against Anaheim and the Rangers and Washington game which Ooh. is now they've gotten a lot more interesting than a normal Wednesday night matchup against those teams that's gonna be must see sporting. Yes. So <laughs> must see sports. So as as most you people who probably listen to this podcast uh, are hockey fans and probably know what's going on because this has been pretty much the dominating the newswire since last night. There's so many layers of the story. We'll try to hit them all because there's so many different things that have happened. So once again, Tom Wilson, like I said, being a dick bag, and um, pretty much. If you watch the replay, and I'll be honest, it looks like he punched him in the shoulder. I'll be honest. When I watch the replay, the second, first shot, you're like, oh, he punched him in the head when he's on the ground. They yes. punched him in the shoulder. Doesn't mean it's still a, a, pretty much a, a dick move. It's still around your, your head, you know? Yeah, it's still you know, still he's bit. on the ground defenseless. It's one of those things yeah. where it's like, I don't mind he's putting gonna... a glove in somebody's face when you're in front of the net or pushing him away and doing stuff like that. I'm fine yeah. with that stuff. But like he's on the ground, whatever, man. Like he was in a bad position and yeah. he took advantage of that. And no offense, it's Pavel Bushnevitz too. It's nothing like it's <laughs> we're not talking yeah. like it's like I'm and this is just an example. I know he's not on the Rangers, but it's like not like Ryan Reeves who's there and you're just trying to start something. You're not gonna pick on somebody <clears throat> like that. You're always gonna right. go with somebody like down here. So yeah, that happens. A scrum ensues. Uh Panarin, who's it's a power play right now for New York, and it was a scrum for the net, and that's so there's more obviously Rangers out there. So they have all their stars out there. So Dylan Strom jumps on, yeah, Tom Wilson, and then that happens. Wilson's throwing Strom around because Dylan Strom is very small compared to Tom Wilson. Yeah, Artem and Panarin still 
small guy compared to there. Still tries getting him off Wilson off Strom. Terrence helmet comes off, and for all intents and purposes, I don't know how you want to describe it, Bond. I call it as a uh, modified choke slam. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, so, I mean, he basically just gets and Panarin just being a small guy, and Wilson's a big dude. Like no matter if hands or butts about it, and he can throw him around with no problem. Throws Panarin to the ground, and I don't think Panarin hit his head because they said it's not a it's, the injury wasn't his head. They said it's a yeah. lower body injury that's put Panarin now out for the rest of the year. So I don't know if it's a hip, back. I don't know. Like they didn't really say, obviously. So Panarin did jump up right away, but that could be adrenaline. People are like, oh, he's fine. He's a hockey player. Jumped up right away. I'm like, I'm like, I've seen a dude. That's adrenaline. I saw a dude with a dislocated kneecap jump up and start trying to fight a guy after uh, something happened one time when we played. So I've seen, and I've seen people with like a like broken foot still play and stuff. So a guy who took a shot off a foot and played the rest of the game, he's like, man, my foot's really bothering me. Couldn't get his skate off after Ugh. the game. So he legit, like, I can't get this thing off. So we we had they had to call an ambulance, and the ambulance guy literally took a pair of scissors and cut his skate off. Wow. Well, so because he broke his foot <laughs> in like two spots. So he's like, he didn't even realize it until like after the game and he's sitting there. So I mean, it's just one of those things where that's I think more adrenaline. So anyway, everybody's calling for Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson wound up getting some kind of 10 minute misconduct. Uh, you know, a couple I think a double major or double uh minor for like roughing or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. He came back during the game. That was in the middle of the second period. Artemi Panarin <laughs> got a two-minute penalty and didn't come back because he That's was so hurt. insane. So it was kind of insane. So game ends with Washington winning six to three. Wilson actually came back and scored a goal. So rubbing salt in the wound. So it makes it even more. So on top of that, then everybody's calling for Wilson to get suspended. Well, the other layer is, I think you, I did not see the screenshot of the tweet until later on today from what the uh, Washington Capitals put out. I didn't see what the Caps put out. I saw what the Rangers put out. Yeah, we talked, we'll talk about that. But the Caps, the one that got deleted, we talked about where it was like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it was like the one where he's like a thing of Wilson where violence. Yeah. (laughs) Not a, (laughs) so there's somebody in Washington without a job right now. Somebody needs a new job to run a Twitter account, an NHL Twitter account. You can apply at WashingtonCapitals.com probably. I would assume. Yeah. (laughs) Under careers. (laughs) So the, uh, Whole a lot of I would say a lot of us, a lot of people who are just hockey fans. I think those yeah, I, I would say split, but I mean from what I could tell, I say 75-25 at least. We're calling uh, Wilson kind of a piece of crap and he's easy suspended. Yeah, I would say it's easy to say every hockey fan has an opinion on Tom Wilson. And Correct. I think that's kind of what it is. On the internet today. Yes, everybody who has watched a hockey game apparently had a uh, comment about it today, which is uh, I know I know the the uh thing is a uh, <laughs> Good, uh, no, 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 no matter what the publicity is, a good publicity, but I don't know if that's a good for the NHL to something like this that gets them dominating the headlines. Yeah, th- I mean, this is not a good look for player safety because you're basically saying, I mean, five thousand dollars is nothing to these players. I mean, yep, you avoid suspension and only a fine, the maximal max, the maximum, the maximum allowable yeah. amounts. So, to do this, a- is insane because he's he's a good hockey player i think he's yeah. just got like a loose wire that literally because he kind of like lost his lost his ish when that when yeah. when strom jumped on him he like you could I tell mean, he went to another gear yeah and, and then, was throwing like, people around and was just pissed yeah i mean i felt like he gave a little bit of leverage to the like, look like a little bit of a slew foot on panarin to me mm-hmm. 
and when I watched it a thousand times in slow mo, I'm like, can he do it that fast? I don't know. I mean, obviously, with slow mo, we have every angle of everything, yeah. you know. And but it just it's just baffling to me whenever you see a dude just like loses. Like, I mean, it's like he's at a sports bar and he's all up on his Red Bull and vodkas and oh yeah, he was like. A girl turned him down. I don't know. Like yeah, I, I just was, don't understand. He's yeah, he was. Uh, he in lost the it. Penalty yeah. box, and uh, I don't know. So yeah, he, so yeah, like we said, he lost. So a total of five thousand dollars. So to do the math, which I which I will attribute Twitter to doing, and I double checked it just to be safe. So he makes five point one six 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 thousand million dollars. So the percentage of that is about point zero zero zero, and a bunch of numbers. So to give everybody, so I say normal person job. So if you were making a $50,000 job and you got this type of fine based on that percentage, it's basically like I gave you a $48 fine. And it's and Aaron's out for the year, right? They said it and they announced uh, literally after the game that he is done for the rest of the year. That's their top. I mean, he's a superstar. He was a heart finalist last year. He's one of the most elite goal scorers in the league the last several years. And five thousand dollars, and he's gone. Yeah, and he is, and that, and also last night's loss did eliminate the Rangers from playoff contention officially. But still, <laughs> at the same time, like you said, it's one thing after another that kind of adds layers onto this. So obviously, they're fired up over uh, everything that happened. So right before me and uh, Bon hit record, I was uh, just checking the uh, Twitters just to make sure we have any relevant news, blues wise, that come up. But one thing did come up where the Rangers put out an <laughs> official statement. Uh, I'll just do a quick read here just uh, so everybody knows. So, quote, the New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of these type of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and the Department of Player Safety failed to take the appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions cause an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. Review this as a dereliction of duty by the NHL player safety head, George Peros, and believe he is unfit to continue his current role, end quote. And that's the official statement from the, from the Rangers Twitter. Not like, a, a, like, like we talked about. Yeah, not a the, beat writer. No, that, yeah, that is not like a Twitter. I would say it was the, um, you know, Twitter intern putting something out there to be funny or putting something out there because he's mad too. No, it's like an official statement from the Rangers, mind you, who are a mass MSG, who is a massive I mean, organization. Absolutely. And so that's a that's a strong statement from one of your, I believe they're in the top five value uh, oh, teams in NHL right now. And one yeah. of you, and, and basically your set, probably, let's say second biggest market behind Toronto. Uh, let me talk about, Probably the biggest one in America. North America. In the, I mean, in definitely the America. US. Yeah, in the U.S. Yeah. for sure. New York. Canada, I mean, you got Montreal and Toronto. Those are going to yeah. be your number one, number two markets. But, yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah, for so you, that's a that's a strong statement, to say say the least, from the New York Rangers. So, I, what do I think come of it? I don't know. I don't uh, know. I don't think so, because I think under the CBA, you can't, once it's this decision's been made, you can't, like, yeah, I don't think they're going to do, do anything with the Wilson thing, but I'm kind of curious on the George Peros thing now. That kind of makes me where people have had a lot of issues this year. Where remember Sammy Blay got a remember early in the Blay season had we had a, a Blay had a, a game for not much, and then 
a game after that, Robert Thomas got hit. Was it Thomas, right? Or somebody uh, got one of our players. One of our players got taken. I think it was, well, Bozak got hit by Mark oh, Stone. Bozak, let's say out. that Bozak with Mark Stone hit was just, I don't think he even got a fine from yeah. what I remember. He didn't, no, he said, didn't get anything. They said it was more from the cause of his, like he was off balance, hit his head on the ice. It wasn't from the, the concussion was not caused from the hit of the elbow to his face. It was the hitting the head on the ice, which <clears> well, his head wouldn't be hitting the ice if his elbow didn't hit his face. So they should, they should go check out some, uh, uh, you know, the theory of relativity and you know yeah. all those kind of things <laughs> yeah so it's real interesting so that's we'll see how that kind of plays out the rest of that thing that's going to be an interesting story i think now that i think and the refs now i think you might see them if they see some kind of major action they might be taking more more you know harsher penalties now on so maybe a, if you do mm-hmm. something like that it's a game now who knows instead of because remember like i said wilson only got 10 minutes you know, two minutes. I thought it said double minor. It was only two minutes. So you had 12 minutes of penalties total for that. And Panarin had two minutes and then was out the rest of the game for injury. So real interesting there. So we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll probably be circling around to that again eventually. I mean, if you check our Twitter, I'm sure we have a the video of that. It's up there somewhere. So go ahead and check that out. Yeah. Go watch. It's like a borderline snuff film of people getting murdered. <laughs> it's pretty close. So before we wrap it up there, we talked about Clem Costin. So, but we also have to Clint Costin, KHL champion. Yes. So he won the Gagarian Cup, as I believe how you say it. So they yeah. have that. You said it, not me. I yeah. So he, so he <laughs> won the uh, in six games. Uh, Avant Garde, excuse me, won uh, the game, won the series. Uh, so NHLers on that team, another former Blue was on that team. Do you know who that was? If I said you, we traded for him. The beginning of the two or, three, two or three seasons ago from Edmonton, we thought he was going to be uh, awesome. Magnus Payari? No. First overall pick. Oh, Yakupov. He was. But, wow. And I saw like, oh, they we re-signed him. And then I'm like, oh, I don't remember the, him like playing. Oh, that's right. He was a healthy scratch and yeah. was on, on in KHL and they just re-signed him. And I thought it was interesting. Oh. So uh, Kovalchuk was on that team, and Kovalchuk already announced that he terminated his contract to come back to North America to win a Stanley Cup again. <clears throat> Believe it or not, that's his third KHL Cup already. Yeah, third. I, that's amazing. Yeah. He's an awesome player, man. It's it's pretty unreal. The Russians just keep putting out superstars. It's crazy. Yeah, that contract unfortunately just made it. It put a lot of people like you know, like a bad taste in their mouth for him compared to. <sighs> Yeah, like yeah. focusing on his on the ice stuff, it just that contract he got, and then him just like saying, I'm out of here, and yeah, whatever. see ya. But uh, so so Costin, he you know was named one of the players, uh, like it wasn't like star, play, I guess, star players of the series, like they yeah. have like an MVP, I like they, they, but he was like one of these star players pointed out by the KHL, and uh, so he. Coming back to North America, despite what uh, was kind of put out there over in Russia, you know how yeah, the, it was interesting that. how a couple of people put out like some like random Twitter KHL news stories is what it was called. It was just like yeah, like oh he's they're not going anywhere. Yeah, he's going to come back. And they were negotiating to have him sign another contract for next year, and then the Blues they put a tweet out like an hour later is like he'll be here Tuesday. Yeah, hey, he's on his way. We have his visa. We have his papers. Uh, he'll yeah. be here Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of crazy on how the story, how everything worked out for Costin to a degree. So he was supposed to come over for training camp and didn't come over because the visa paperwork wasn't done in time. Yeah. And so the Blues are just like, you know what? Just stay over there. Like we got minor league guys over here. 
we'll just roll with it and you get a ton of playing time over there. And I think he was mad about it because he didn't really play well the first half of their season. Yeah. Um, he had so, a slow start. Yeah. So the But the thing that I think turned it around was his coach over there is a former NHL coach. So Bob Hartley. Right. That's what it was. Yeah. Is, he's uh, Colorado, Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, and he went over there. So he's won a cup here. He's won a – so him and Mike Keenan are in the same breath now of winning – Oh, boy. Winning a Stanley Cup and a KHL championship. Uh, so um, – Pass. Yes, <laughs> correct. So but Bob Hartley basically – he said, hey, if you want to get to the NHL, this is the way you need to play and told him, like, you know, you need to be more aggressive. You need to do it this way. And he slowly turned it on. And then the second half of the year played amazing and the playoffs played great. And one of the things that I saw a video of, so Bob Hartley, after shaking hands with everybody and talking to his coaches, the first player he went up to was Clem Costin. And he said, and he's like, you did it. And then, you know, Costin was seemed like very like, oh, like, bashful was you know and just kind of like so you know just kind of let him do whatever and he you know so it was one of those things where i think hartley really believes in this kid which that as much as yeah you want to say like he's an angel coach and showing him how the way to go not saying costumes to come over and do like a kapritzov which i would love that but if he you know but remember this kid's only 22 still it's kind of crazy yeah. to think about that he looks like he's 30 just got yeah. that russian man yeah. jawline where he's just like i am i must break you i have a yeah. drago and he, uh, and the thing is, we've had, talked about him for so long. Cause remember, we drafted him when he's 18. So it's one of those yeah. things where it's been like, we seem like we haven't seen this guy in forever and still only 22, younger than Kapritsov. Yeah. So Kapritsov is 23. So you're, like I said, if he comes in and does that, that will be great. Am I expecting that? No. No. Comes in and be an effective player. Great. I want 50 goals in the playoffs and we're going 16 0. We're going another Stanley Cup. Boom. I would love it. Boom. You heard it here first. <laughs> So yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, there you go. So I, I, if he played as well as he in the KHL and you think you have a spot for him, I say throw him in. I mean, I'm not going to – I mean, you got a player that's been playing playoff hockey for the last month or so, or a little, I don't know how long. About a month and a half, yeah. A month and a half of yeah. playoff mode. Okay, so you're going in. I'm not sitting Costin over Sanford right yeah. now. I think if you can get Costa comes in and has some good practices, there's no reason why you at least give him a shot. Comes in and plays a good game. Let him keep going. Yeah. I mean, I said there, I'm like, man, I I don't want him to play and play a fourth line role. I think he's a, you know, mid six forward. So I hope he gets given that opportunity or I'd love to see an all Russian line of Vladdy Costin and Barbashev. I'll take that. I'd be interested. I would like to see it. Like I said, I enjoyed watching the, uh, Thomas Kyrou uh, Hoffman line. So I'd be I'm opposed okay to that. that. Well, if you d- we do, I'm trying to do the math real quick here. If you have that line. So that means your top line will be, you have Shen O'Reilly, O'Reilly Perron. Perron. And then you still have, yeah. Bozy, no. uh, Schwartz and Clifford. That's about it. Blay. Blay. Yeah. I mean, that's not, a, I'm not opposed to any of that. Hey, make, the, willing to give make it a the call. Come on, Jay. Just call him up and be like, hey, yeah. listen. Like, hey, this is what we talked about last night. So, we got coach. Your, we got your playoff. Uh, we got your playoff lineup ready. So ready. So we're ready. So a uh, couple more games left. We'll see what the Blues do. Two more things before we got here. One, and unfortunately, is a downer. Uh, one, interesting. So speaking of KHL stuff, super quick on my notes, a former Blue looks like he's making his way back to the NHL. That'll be, uh, that'll be the KHL leading goal scorer, mind you. Dmitry Yaskin apparently assigned yeah. a two-year deal with Arizona. That's been like speculated, but not officially confirmed. I think they're probably waiting until after the year. 
mm-hmm. to make it official. So it looks like Yaskin will be making his way back. He found his game over there, so good for him, man. Like <clears throat> good I think, for him. I, I hope he does well. Yeah. So uh, Bill Armstrong's familiar with him, so I'm sure they're giving him a chance. And and uh, nothing that sounds bad, but Arizona just you know looking for cheap talent to just fill the roster spots because they're trying to. He could be a steal. Make some money. Yeah. Comes back. Hey, comes back and that guy gets 15, 20 goals for whatever cost you get. I mean, that's not bad. Yeah. If Yaskin knocks in 18 goals for your team with that squad, especially in Arizona, I mean, like, it's not a bad deal. That's a good deal, man. Yeah. We'll see what he can do. So, yeah, I think the talents there just didn't work out in St. Louis or Washington. So, we'll see what happens. So, the last one is, which actually, honestly, I didn't have it in my notes, but right above Bonds, you turn the other way, your left shoulder is a TJ Oshie jersey. So we're going to bring that up real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, so unfortunately, TJ Oshie announced on Twitter today that uh, his, his father, Coach Osh, Tim, uh, yeah. Tim, yeah, passed away. I believe he had almost the Alzheimer's, right? If I'm correct. He had Alzheimer's, yeah. yeah. So he passed away today. He announced that, so it's sad to hear because early on when he was a rookie in St. Louis and even after that, if he went to practice and he was in town, like he would kind of like hold court, like sit there and people would just oh, come yeah. and talk to him. He was like a very approachable guy. And like early on, I, I mean, it might've been his rookie year and I was a practice where I just, my job allowed me to work nights. So I was able to kind of go to practices here and there. And I kind of vaguely knew who he was, but I heard him like yelling at TJ one time in practice, like joking around. And then I was just like, I was like, are you his dad? And he's like, yeah. And he just talked to me for like 10 minutes about hockey and talked to like, He's like, yeah, I'm watching, watch him do the shootout move. And he's like, oh, he did that one time. And like, remember the exact story that he remembered, like he did it. It was, it was a cool moment. Hockey dad. Yeah, man. It was awesome to see. And then so it's kind of sad because that guy was kind of one of those things before they kind of had dad, get the dad weekends or dad, whatever they kind of, and the blues kind of promoted. That was like the guy you noticed, you know, he was like the guy you always noticed out in the games. And he would always be always when he was in town, love to come watch the lab, man. Yeah. You know, I, I had the pleasure of meeting him a few times and, uh, you know, I met him a couple of times through, I was pals with Osh for a little bit while he was here. And then I got to meet uh, his, his dad coach. I mean, he introduced himself. So I'm Tim, call me coach. I said, yeah. all right, man. And I, I'd see him at blues games, always by the Jack Daniels bar. It was like, a, <laughs> it was like the Jack Daniels bar. And it had this like dumb Jack Daniels statue right there. But I mean, I saw that dude. Every time I was at a game, I'd always run into him. I'd be like, coach, you'd be like, hey, the band guy. <laughs> there and talk to him for a minute, have a drink with him, cheers him, and he'd sit there and talk to people. And like, I mean, I don't know. And then, of course, the best memory ever, ever of him is, is Oshi winning the cup and getting, you know, talking about his dad with uh, mm-hmm. Ronick. I mean, yeah. that just makes you. Uh, yeah, I watched that video today. Yeah, I watched that video today. Yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah. It's it's awesome that he got to experience that moment and share it with his son. But uh, yeah. legend is gone, but not forgotten. Yeah. So so condolences to all the Yoshi family on their uh, loss. So yeah. I'm gonna bring that rest up. In, so rest in peace, Coach. You yeah. were awesome. So we'll wrap it up there. Hopefully the Blues can get sink to the playoffs here and uh, we'll have some more fun stuff to talk about. So uh, get a hold of us on Twitter. It's at Blues Hockey NHL and Bon. If you want to give out yours, you can. Yeah, hit, hit me on the hit page me. I'm at uh, at Jay Bonathan on, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know what I'm on, Twitter and uh, Instagram. That's it. There you go. And the podcast on Facebook and Instagram under Blues Hockey Podcast. And then our website is blueshockeypodcast.com and .net. And you want to download the podcast and listen to it. It's on all your 
podcast networks. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Amazon Music, Pocket Cast, and all the different casts. No Grinder yet. We had to shut down Grinder due to the pandemic. So, <laughs> well, that's because Chris was using it too much. <laughs> they banned us for overusage. So, yeah, but, that's uh, why he's not on. He's got carpal tunnels in his thumb from swiping. Yeah, and then uh, then we're <laughs> our and, and apparently OnlyFans. Uh, they actually need the, the pictures. They uh, shut that down as well. So no OnlyFans as well. So we'll no get one to that another to time. At, no one wants to look at Chris's kneecaps. I guess. Yeah, huh? I guess so. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, that's what before, he gets for not coming on as it gets so before we got here i just want to i didn't want to bring it up i believe i saw it on your bandmates uh one of his social medias jack you guys had a video shoot recently of course he would leak all that stuff because that's what he does he's always got the big mouth uh yes no we uh we just finished up we just wrapped our uh, music video on uh, saturday night for a new single that will be that is yet to be heard uh we'll be releasing that i don't know when we're gonna release it because i haven't even seen any of the video yet obviously gotcha. but well, I, would, awesome. I would assume in the next month or so we'll have a new one for you and i just want to say the video it, from what uh, it looked like over the shoulder through the camera lens mm-hmm. uh it's going to be pretty awesome so awesome, shout out to jordan phoenix and joey and ben for making the dopest video and the actress that was in this video her name is danny she is like a rock star. It's crazy. I'll we'll talk about it afterwards. It's wild. I can't awesome. believe how good she was. So awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. So maybe check out uh at Brook Rowan for any news coming up with the new uh release there, new music video, new song, new yeah, album, well, new everything. And hopefully, like I said, we'll things have some are slow. For you soon. We'll have some stuff soon, and then hopefully we can get you back to some live shows and uh have some fun there. So all right. Well, thanks for coming on. Last with the last a little last minute notice. Appreciate it, yeah. Bon. Hey, hey, you're very welcome, buddy. Anytime, and thanks for having me. All right. Well, I'll talk to you guys later. Toodles. <laughs>